You are listening to COVID Quotes, short, informative audio clips about the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines and how to deal with vaccine hesitancy. These expand podcasts are brought to you by Respi Plus, creators of Living Well with COPD. Learn how to help your patients with COPD live better. In the next two episodes, we will be investigating the issue of vaccine hesitancy and providing information on how providers can best communicate with patients about COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Kim Lavoie is Professor of Psychology at the University of Quebec at Montreal. She is also one of the principal investigators in the iCare project, an ongoing international study evaluating people's awareness of and attitudes towards COVID-19 policies. It's important to note that vaccine intentions are located along a continuum. And so imagine that you're facing a patient and you want to breach the topic. One way that you can do this very simply is just simply asking, well, listen, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine is now available. Uh, tell me, how do you feel about it? And uh, do you intend to get it? Certainly our eye care data across Canada that we've been collecting since last March would indicate that the vast majority of Canadians are uh, ready and willing to get it. This is roughly between 60 and 70% of people. And if that's the case, you just support that, you reinforce that, that's fantastic. There's no problem to solve here. There is going to be a minority of patients, and by minority, I mean about 10% of patients that are actually, I wouldn't necessarily say anti-vax, but really have no intentions of getting the vaccines. And this is often fed by pre-existing beliefs and systems beliefs as well. These are things that have been long held, are not necessarily specific to the COVID-19 vaccines per se. In general, those are the folks that we actually don't spend too much time worrying about. I'm going to come back later, though, to tell you a little bit about how we might approach them and when you do encounter these folks in practice. But really, the money shot is with the folks that are classically hesitant, or another way of referring to that is they're classically ambivalent. So those are the folks that say, okay, I guess I'll get vaccinated, or I don't know, I have doubts, or no, I'm not sure this is right for me. So there's somewhere in between ready and willing and not interested at all. So these are really the folks, and that's about 30% of people that fall within this hesitant range. So just to give you a, a portrait of how these three types of patients present across Canada, from the eye care study, about 15,000 uh, Canadians, representative data from last April through to this March, you will see that about 66 or so percent of Canadians uh, was, a, was a high in terms of positive vac vaccine intentions, highly likely to get vaccinated, we saw this dip uh, just before Christmas to just under 50%, and intentions to get vaccinated have gone back up again now as recently as April. So this is good news. The hesitant group is really those I said that we're going to be focusing on today, those folks that are uh, ambivalent, those are the folks that are much more reactive to the media reports coming back and forth, should I, shouldn't I, much more susceptible to what they're hearing about vaccines and safety in the media. And as I mentioned, these reflect about 30 to 35% of people across Canada. And as you can see, luckily, as intentions go up, well, so does hesitancy go down. And as you can see, roughly about 10%, these are about the same people over time, that doesn't really change, about 10% of Canadians are, are classically uh, refusers. To give you a portrait, a profile of the folks that are more likely to be hesitant, you will see that those who are hesitant compared to those who are accepting to be vaccinated are slightly younger, more likely to be a visible minority, more likely to live in suburban regions, more likely to be employed, actually more likely to be a healthcare worker, and are more likely to be in the lower terciles of perceived income. 
finally, just, just to say that if you look at the hesitance versus the resistance, they're actually very similar. Some of the things that we looked at as well in the eye care study is the factors influencing COVID-19 vac vaccine intentions. And this again is in Canada over the, uh, in March and in April. And this is what matters to those folks who are hesitant. And unsurprisingly, the two things that come out more strongly, and this is true of data around the world, is that most people are concerned about side effects, uh, about the safety of these vaccines, and to a, a slightly lesser degree about efficacy. So now let's talk about how do we communicate evidence to patients in a way that's uh, going to be effective. So the first point I want to make is that communication skills are in fact not soft skills in clinical practice. Often we kind of kind of say, ah, oh, it's just communicating, it's not, it's not taking blood, it's not diagnosing. But I just want to impart that what providers say and how they say it can strongly influence vaccine acceptance. It can strongly influence a lot of what patients do, adherence in general. And so what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes is how we can use evidence-based communication strategies to increase willingness to adopt good health, health behaviors and increase vaccine acceptance in particular. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you don't say it right, or when you say it wrong, this doesn't just not work, but it's actually can be counterproductive, because when you upset people or put people off, what you can actually do is, is increase resistance to get vaccinated, and actually do more harm than good. So I really want to impart that these skills are not soft. So we're going to spend a few more minutes today talking about it. Let's imagine now that we go back to our sort of clinical consultation, you're in front of a patient and you say, okay, the COVID-19 vaccine is now available. How do you feel about it? And do you intend to get it? So we have people that are uh, acceptors. If this is the case and they say, yeah, I'm ready and willing, all you do is reinforce it. Obviously be available if they have any questions, but these aren't the folks we typically need to worry about. Now the folks that are refusers that clearly have, you know, potentially anti-vaccination beliefs. And typically if they do have them, they tend to have, they tend to have had them even prior to, to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, this is not a time to debate them. And I wanna say that the objective with these folks isn't to convince them to get vaccinated um, because this is an argument you are likely to get involved in or sucked into. And it's an argument I think you will ultimately use. So the goal I think is not to convince them to get vaccinated, but if you wanna spend any time with them, it's just to focus that time on understanding their concerns, understanding their beliefs, getting them talking about it. And part of that is just to maintain the therapeutic relationship, keep that door open. And at all costs, don't say something wrong. Don't say something that's going to strengthen their resistance to get the vaccine. If they remain resistant, and that's probably to be expected to, for the vast majority of those who refuse, the only thing I think that you should really focus on at this point is explaining their responsibilities. So it's really just not threatening, not blaming, not judging, but just ask them, you know, could I give you a bit of information then based on the fact that you've told me you're not, you know, really interested in the vaccine. And the idea here is to prepare them for the possible eventuality that they may get infected and what to do if and when they present symptoms. And this is just to, you know, help them understand their responsibility to their family, to their co-workers in the community, that this decision has more far-reaching effects. Again, not with the goal of convincing them to get vaccinated, but as a clear demonstration of your respect of the decision not to. Now, the folks that we want to spend the most time with are about the 30% who are probably going to uh, present with some degree of hesitancy. And this is where motivational communication strategies come in. And once again, I'm going to emphasize, don't have the reflex to be overly reassuring. 
Don't say the vaccine will protect you. You should get it. You're wrong. Research supports. We need to be more nuanced than that because the more you come at, come at them hard and fast, the more that this will get their backs up. And this is human nature. Thank you, Dr. Lavoie. That concludes this episode of COVID Quotes. In next week's Expand podcast, Dr. Simon Bacon will continue the discussion of how to best engage patients when discussing COVID-19 vaccines. 